Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast. Uh, it's Monday night of week five. Monday night football ahead of us later tonight. Uh, I'm joined by Ryan today. Ryan, how you uh, doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I know we're both looking forward to Monday night football tonight for our home league matchups. Um, in my matchup, I'm currently down 145 to 138 with Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams left going against Derek Carr. And Ryan, I know you are down about 30 points and you have Mahomes and is it the Raiders kicker you have going as well? Uh, it is the Raiders kicker I have. Yeah. So I think we're both probably favored to win, but I mean, you never know what can happen. I think on a it's going to be night. close for both of us. I, I would assume we're favored, but I think it's going to be close, maybe closer yeah. than we like. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, if things go out the way they should, we should both win, but in a one game sample, you never know. Um, yeah. And then Joe is not able to make it tonight, but his matchup ended last night, um, essentially, unless he gets. If, if you can even call that a matchup. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he, he his is a final. So, yeah. I mean, if the Bengals had a good game, he should have won his matchup. But he ended up losing 118 to 74. Um, you know, with Burrow, Chase, and Higgins getting a combined 30 points, not even. It was 29-something. Um, that's. Yeah, you're not going to win many matchups with those three only getting that many points for you. Um, so it ended up being a pretty big loss there for him as he falls to three and two. Yeah, I think that's uh, – Joe's one of the stronger teams, but I think that's definitely a concern uh, here and there where, I mean, if, if something like that were to happen in the playoffs, you know, he could be a very strong team, and then all of a sudden for him, his team to only put up 75 points because, you know – Cincinnati struggles. I mean, that's yeah, it's a it's a high risk, high reward about. lineup he has basically. Because if the Bengals go off, his team probably will yeah. go off. But you know, if they have a bad night like last night, this is the result sometimes. Yeah, I think along with that, I think J.K. Dobbins obviously didn't. Yeah, I think. He I mean, he he, he looked okay, but he only had eight carries for forty four yards and wasn't too involved in that game. Yeah. And TJ Hawkinson went back to doing TJ Hawkinson things. So I <laughs> yeah, mean, like, I it's, mean, it's more, it's, it is a little bit more. more yeah. Just the Bengals. I think that did him in, but yeah. Right. I mean, that's the biggest definitely not good. factor you can point to, but yeah. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson, everybody had him on their bench week four when he went off, he goes off, everybody starts him week five and he gets that 1.6 for him. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what he does, unfortunately. Um, so. but yeah, uh, there could definitely, uh, you know, especially if my team loses, there could be a, a tie amongst a few teams at the top of our league here at four and one after this week, but we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, I think the, the good teams and the bad teams are starting to separate themselves more in our league as well. Uh, five weeks in here. Um, do you have any other thoughts on, on what happened? This league, uh, this week I mean, league. just to comment on that, I think, yeah, the good teams and the bad teams are starting to separate, I think, but there's also a clear, you know, I think there's, it's pretty clear, maybe except for one or two teams that there's like a top six and a bottom six, and maybe there's like a team or two teams fighting for that sixth position, but I think it's, it's pretty, in that sense, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I feel like there's a like top five, and then there's kind of a teardrop, and 
you know, it's between maybe two or three teams for that last playoff spot spot probably this year. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, I would but yeah. That. So. So, yeah. So we also had a couple trades this week in the league. Ryan, I know you were part of one of them. Yes, uh, you, want, you want to talk about your trade first? Uh, I gave up Amari Cooper in a 2024 second round pick for Jeff Wilson Jr. and a the a 2023 first round pick from that team. So um, my when I initially uh, began trying to trade with that specific team, it was just I think I sent out like I'll give you a 2024 second round pick for Jeff Wilson, just looking to maybe take advantage of, you know, I think he'll be a pretty solid running back too until we figure out what's going on with Elijah Mitchell and sometime in November. And I was just looking to get added depth and, you know, maybe be able to kind of weather the storm. I had a pretty decent start at three and one, you know, and, and really hoping that, that he at least could get me into the playoffs potentially. So they ended up sending back an offer of, uh, they wanted Amari Cooper, uh, I think we went back and forth a little bit on it and then finally settled on the trade that we just spoke about. So Mari Cooper and a 2024 second for Jeff Wilson and their 2023 first. Um, this team is, uh, I'd say they're a middling team. You know, I think they could make the playoffs. I think they could very easily miss the playoffs. Um, I didn't, I, th- I think they're potentially I think they're potentially could lose this week. I know they're, that's a matchup that's still going on. I think they're up by 40, their team's done, and the other team has three play, players to play. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to see them lose. Um, if their pick ends up being uh, middle to to you know higher first-round pick, I think that trade's a win for me. And I, I saw I saw value, and I saw Amari Cooper kind of up and down and felt like maybe I could take that pick and flip it and maybe get a better receiver or something along those lines. So I, I went for it. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Is that your strategy there to try to flip their pick? That was kind of win now mode. Yes, that was kind of the strategy. Uh, I had interest from some teams. I think, again, if they lose this week and maybe they lose next week, that pick gains value, I think, especially Mm -hmm. to to teams that are then out of it come week six or seven. And I think that, you know, it's very enticing to think you're going to potential to get a top three pick. Maybe that, you know, maybe I get a better receiver than Amari Cooper, or maybe Mm -hmm. I get a better running back, or maybe I, you know, something. Um, You know, Amari Cooper probably would have been good to, to stay competitive but my concern is that i'm kind of on that cusp of being competitive and not being competitive so i'm doing a balancing act i think in trying to um go all in while not mortgaging the future entirely so you know i think this time next year i think that pick is much more valuable likely than amari cooper not to say he'll fall off a cliff but i think that pick is more valuable so yeah uh, yeah, and getting Jeff Wilson, uh, you know, I thought was also something I wanted to do. So, yeah, I agree. The, the value was definitely there for you on that trade. Um, but yeah, I really, you know, I feel like if you're, if you're trying to win now, yeah, you need to flip that pick. And I feel like, you know, you, as you said, if they lose a couple in a row here, the value on that first round pick will be more appealing to those teams in rebuilding mode. And you should be able to get a good return on that. Um, yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, Ozzy and Kevin are likely to lose this week. They're up 40, but Pat still has Clyde Edwards Alaire, Josh Jacobs, and Darren Waller. So pretty yeah. likely I'd say that he gets 40 points out of those three guys. Yeah. And I you know, and the other thing I think is, you know, 
the odds of being able to deal Amari Cooper to a team that's out of it, uh, who might have some players, the big time players are willing to get rid of, or who maybe are on the older side of things or just aren't, you know, going to be useful for them in their rebuild. I think it's much, it's much more enticing to have that pick that's going to a middle 2023 first with the prospect of being a high, high first round pick. Yeah. From their perspective, that trade kind of seemed like a desperation play to give them a, a hope of, being competitive this year, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's um, really going to change too much for them in the short term. What's the Rashad Penny injury? Was that a? Uh, yeah. So he broke his tibia and that's going to end his season. Tibia. Yeah. So that's yeah. not going to be, that's not going to help them. That's going to make them bad or at least mm-hmm. not as good. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave away, they traded away Jeff Wilson and then they just lost Rashad Penny for the year. They have McCaffrey and ETN, but they have absolutely nothing after that. Yeah. So the, I, I do. I do have hopes um, that that pick will turn out to be very beneficial to me moving it. Um, I, I I know we were just talking about this beforehand, but I have a team who's interested who has Mark Andrews and maybe we can figure something out. And, you know, I think his team's winning this week, but maybe his team gets unlucky yeah, week I mean, and he's out of it. And, you, get, you know, in order to even kind of stay competitive with you, I think another team kind of needs to have a, a lead tight end. And considering there's nothing out there other than Mark Andrews, maybe that first round picks able to be used in, in some manner to acquire him. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Matt Rosito, obviously with the yeah. Mark Andrews, but I feel like it's hard to take any trade negotiation negotiation with him seriously until you see the offer actually sent. He is very <laughs> difficult to trade with. He's one of the, he's the wild card of the league. I believe we've talked about before. Yeah. So. yeah I know uh, in our group chat with him, we were like one up in each other on potential trades and, Oh, I knew. Yeah. I, knew I mean, I think we both knew we weren't being serious with our offers to him, but you know, we were just indulging Matt with what he wanted to hear and, and he still didn't work anything out, but no, he's, not, he's, he's, he probably, I understand why he's not willing to sell the farm quite yet. I think he has a, one of the better teams and he's just been unlucky, but you know, if he, if he gets another loss or two in the next week or so, like he's going to have to do some, some soul searching. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he's he needs to go on a little bit of a streak here. I mean, he'll be two and three after this week, but you know, a c- couple of important weeks for him to get back into the playoff mix. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's. Uh, I know we talked about the Cooper trade. I know you weren't super keen on it, but no, I, I, think, I get it from a value perspective. It just it, yeah. You know, I think I need. I need. I think it's easy to say when you're sitting in like your position or Joe's position with teams you have, I need to kind of make some interesting moves and, mm-hmm. you know, get something going. And, and I just think that 2023 first is going to be more valuable a couple weeks from now to get something done. Yeah, I agree. So once you, you once know. you flip that first, that's really when you can judge the trade more, I feel like, but I, I don't think you'll have a problem flipping that to get something good. No, I don't, I don't either. I think with the, with the hype and if, if they're like, I mean, <laughs> Maybe I maybe I got a little bit of help with those injuries to their team to you know, but uh, yeah, that's the plan with that trade. So that's why I did that. Mm-hmm. We did have one other trade in the league this week. Um, Nick, who was zero and four coming into this week, traded away Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks to German Wonderkind, who uh, is currently three and one. But you, sh- if he loses to you tonight, if you get your thirty from. Uh, Mahomes and the kicker, he'll fall to three and two. Um, but he, he traded away 
Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks to German Wonderkind for Elijah Moore and a 2023 first. Uh, what are your thoughts on that trade? I felt like he probably could have gotten more value, to be quite honest, but I understand why he's making that trade. Uh, my guess is he's higher on Elijah Moore maybe than uh, others, uh, and I still think Elijah Moore definitely has value. Um, I would expect German's 2023 first to be late. Yeah. Um, so if it was going to be early or mid to early, um, I, I feel like he probably could have gotten a little bit more value, but maybe he's been out there shopping it and he couldn't. And, you know, it doesn't matter what people outside of your league are telling you or what all these analysts, you know, the national guys are saying, like, if you can't make that trade in your league, then you can't make that trade in your league and you need to figure mm-hmm. it out. So I get it. But maybe maybe left a little bit of value out there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was a good move for him um, to re, to rebuild, get a little younger. Um, you know, I put that, I put that in the DLF trade calculator just to see what that would say, and that was actually pretty even. It was six sixty. Okay. Yeah, Nick's side was six sixty. Um, German's kind was six thirty. So that was that's pretty that was okay. pretty on spot actually. Okay. Least, I mean, that's just one sort. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was super far off. Yeah. Just. But granted, Elijah Moore hasn't really done anything yet this year. But I mean, I, I think what we saw last year was real yeah, at he's some a point. Young receiver that's shown. Yeah. Yeah. Gary so Wilson like, has been. I mean, I, I like more, you, you were. Yeah, I like that trade okay. for Nick. I, I feel like I, that's actually a win win for both sides. Um, you know, yeah. German Wonderkind wants to win now. He, he gave away Elijah Moore, who's currently struggling, but only in his second year. Um, got two guys that can help him win now, Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks. Um, and I don't know if those guys will be every week starters for him, but they'll, I mean, that's if those are your top guys off the bench you're choosing from, that's a pretty good spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get why he did it. Absolutely. I don't think it's like, he's obviously not going to be competing this year. So anything you get for either one of those guys, I totally. Mm-hmm. Get it? I I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 looking at it and thinking maybe even I would have offered just a little bit more to get to get some of those guys that would have solved some problems I have at receiver. But you know, maybe he might have targeted uh, Elijah Moore. Maybe he really liked him. So yeah, I mean, if if we were ta- talking about this like week, say like week 13 or 14 last year when Elijah Moore was on a hot streak, I don't know if this trade would have got done then because yeah. of, I think his value was a little higher then. So it could be a buy low opportunity there that Nick got on Elijah Moore too yeah for sure yeah I mean and Deontay Johnson's quarterback situation hasn't looked great over there so yeah yeah not great yet but that's probably gonna fluctuate week to week yeah so uh this team has been going I've been in talking to Nick's team a lot about potential trades so hopefully he uh hopefully comes around Trying to poach uh, Uncle Lenny from him still. Uh, I've been making. I've been. We've been talking about Len, uh, Leonard Fournette and uh, Chris Godwin. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot he has Godwin too. That would be to to get both of those players would be very helpful. Obviously, I'm giving up a decent, uh, a good uh, portion of my youth to do that. So again, this is like that balancing act where it's like, yeah, I really want to go in all this, but if I don't think I can compete against you, and I don't think I can compete against Joe, it doesn't matter if I could beat the rest of the league right so if you're not first you're last yeah so i'm oh, there's <clears throat> there's reasons i've been hesitant so especially with now with the tight end situation i have so yeah but all in all i think a good trade for him yeah i would i would agree um win-win trade i think for both sides there 
Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, it was uh, glad we had a couple of trades this week. I know it's been a slower year to start off in our league with the trade situation, but uh, we had three trades the last two weeks. So uh, I feel like as teams start to identify themselves as competing or not, we'll get, we'll start to get some more trades going we have on. Some teams that are still struggling with that. Yeah. So, I hear you. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm sure most teams still think they're, well, there's like one or two teams that have acknowledged that they're not competitive. Everybody else is competing though. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Matthew's team and Nick's team are the teams That's that are. It. I would say everybody else is that are aware of that, but gung ho, yeah. Granted, Matthew's team is going to be at two and three now. He had a good week. Yeah, yeah. He's got some pieces. I yeah, I mean, I'll, he's I'll he's got it. that really young team, you know, with all the rookies: Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, mm-hmm. George Pickens. So yeah, his, his team. Set up a pretty well for the future. I'd yeah, say. absolutely. All right, uh, let's get into some injury notes. Um, so we mentioned Rashad Penny. He's out for the year. That hurts, that hurts yeah. me in a couple other leagues, yeah. Yeah, not good for him. Um, Kenneth Walker uh, is going to get his shot finally to mm-hmm. get the workload that people thought he should have gotten. He looks good when he came early on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Damian Harris, he hurt his hamstring and left the game in the first quarter yesterday. Uh, the Patriots haven't really said much about it since then, so we don't know how bad that is. But I would guess he likely misses a couple weeks with that. Usually, hamstrings, you know, they linger. Yeah, they linger. It's hard to, to come say. back next week on those. Um, so that's good news for anybody with Ramondre Stevenson. James Conner had a rib injury and left the game early. TBD on his status, but there's a chance he plays Week Six. Um, Daryl Williams also got hurt in that game. So, you know, Benjamin was the only running back left for Arizona. Yeah. Everywhere I'm looking at, he's like a, a major pickup of the week. Yeah. But... Definitely a top waiver guy this week, um, especially in redraft leagues. Uh, Chris Olave and Pat Fryermuth both, both had concussions yesterday. Um, Olave was having a really good game before he got his. Um, then when he got tackled in the end zone and just hit his head pretty hard, that looked a little bad for him. Um, Fryermuth, that's his third concussion in the last two years. Not good. Yeah. And I feel like the NFL is going to be cracking down more on concussions and playing it safer than they have been um, ever since the two end concussion last week. So my guess is both of these guys miss at least a game, um, maybe longer. Uh, it depends on how long it lingers. Um, I, I know how to run from this two or three weeks already this year with a concussion. Um, so, you know, these could linger for a few weeks. It's just hard to say at this point for either of them. <clears throat> uh, T. Higgins, uh, this, I know this screwed a lot of people over last night. Um, in a lot of leagues, uh, he was questionable going into the game last night with an ankle injury. And he must have re-aggravated it early in the game. He played for the first drive or two uh, and then did not play again. Um, they're saying it's an ankle sprain and he's day to day. So, I mean, it's not serious, but it's not a good thing that, you know, he re injured it or re aggravated it during the game. So, when they say day to day, though, you never know. Like, yeah, it's like three weeks later and he's still, right? Day. But, yeah. Yeah. Day to day can mean a lot of things. <laughs> so, yeah. maybe he's good this week. Maybe he's on a snap count again that nobody's going to know about. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, there wasn't really much info about that coming into the game. So a lot of people had him in their lineups. 
And I know that cost me in a league or two outside of our home league. It definitely um, hurt me in one of ours. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then last thing, Tyreek Hill, he left the game in the fourth quarter yesterday with a foot injury. Looked like it was kind of stepped on or something and didn't look like anything serious, but I don't think I've seen any update yet on any severity of that. Not but he broken, did. Broken, right? Uh, I don't think it's broken. He, he did leave the game in a walking boot, but he, they made it sound like it wasn't anything too serious. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to change up what we've been doing from the last few weeks for our weekly recaps. Uh, rather than going through each matchup player by player with our home league, we're going to go position by position and just discuss some of the performances that we felt are noteworthy to talk about on a weekly basis. Um, then after that, we do have a new segment for our rookie discussion called Ryan's Rookie Corner. Um, Ryan will lead the way talking about some of the rookies each week and their performances, um, both in that week, year to date, you know, anything to be noteworthy on the rookies. Um, and then after that, I'll get into some additional stats. Uh, I have some backfield shares uh, to provide some analysis on as well. And then on a weekly basis, uh, we don't have much else after that for today, but we're gonna have we're gonna start adding in some new segments moving forward. Um, next week, we are going to do a mock draft, a two round mock draft, uh, mashed up of all 2020 through 2022 rookies. Uh, so Joe Ryan and I will go through 24 picks there um, over our best first three year players in the league. Um, and then we'll be uh, adding some new segments beyond next week as well, and uh, more to come on those as we debut those segments. So let's get let's start with the quarterback position, Ryan. Um, so this week uh, was another big week for Geno Smith. He was a top seven quarterback for the third week in a row. How I'm comfortable? What's that? I'm a believer. You're a believer. I was yeah, just going to ask, would you be even... starting him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go ahead and say whatever stats you want to say, but I'm, I'm a believer. No, no, I, I, I agree. I feel like I just, he's, I mean, you know. he's a borderline QB one probably at this point, the rest of the season, at least um, I mean, yeah. he, he's been putting up numbers. Um, you know, there's, he's, everybody was worried about DK and Lockett putting up numbers with Gino, but that hasn't been a problem. Both of them had, have had like three or four good weeks in a row. Um, yeah. I mean, he's putting up number, he's getting it done. And, you know, I, after the first game or two where he put up, you know, decent numbers, I feel like most people were like, yeah, he'll go back to being Geno Smith, but he's just been getting better as the season goes on. I feel like I was most people in our two quarterback league. I think I could have gotten him. I had a high waiver. I think that week, but I didn't even put, didn't put a waiver. Didn't even think have a second thought about him or that offense in general, to be quite honest. So um, that was a mistake but I would be starting him. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How go. yeah. I mean, unless you have one of the, you know, the top few guys, he's definitely in consideration to start on a weekly basis. Um, he's QB four on the season through five weeks. So that's <laughs> incredible. hard to imagine, but yeah, that's where he is. Yeah. Um, to add to that list, and I just thought about it now, uh, Jared Goff, Kind of the opposite of that this week. Yeah. Uh, he, so hot. 
He turned uh, back into a pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> didn't get it going. I kind of had a little bit of, I think I said last week I was ready to buy and have faith in him. And then he, you know, after the first four weeks and then he does this. So, yeah. Yeah. He put up less than six points. Didn't um, look great. Didn't I mean, the Patriots are a tough matchup defensively. But, For sure. And For sure. Goff just could not get anything going. St. Brown was on limited snaps. DeAndre Swift still isn't back. Right. DJ Hawkinson apparently just went back to being bad. So, I mean, I get it, but do you, do you think he recovers from that? Or do you think we're going to go see normal dirt? I think he's matchup dependent. I feel like against, you know, mid to bad defenses, I feel like you can get a good game out of golf, but I don't know. I feel like a top defense like New England, we probably should have seen something like that coming. Like that coming. Yeah. They're on a bye next week and then they get the Cowboys, the Dolphins, Packers. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Cowboys have a good defense. I don't know if I would want to start them in a matchup like that. Um, the Dolphins have been giving up points, so I mean, I can definitely see starting him there. But I feel like he's more of a matchup play. Yeah, instead of a guy you can really consider on a weekly basis. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I think maybe I. I mean, myself and probably even others got ahead of ourselves when we were looking at him as a top five quarterback and through the first four weeks or whatever he was at that point. So. Yeah, I mean, he's still QB nine on the season, but. Yeah, his big games were against Washington and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are his big 25-plus point games. So not, not the best defenses. So, Well, you live and you learn. I guess I should have yeah. picked up uh, <clears throat> Gino. All right. Um, also at the quarterback position, Josh Allen is just – I mean – I don't know how else to say it. I know, so I know I haven't been in this league and I haven't been in another league that I played against you this week, Ryan. And I know between him and Gabe Davis, who I have on that team, that was a little a rough week for you there combined with, I think you had T Higgins in that league too, right? Yeah, I have T Higgins and somebody else goose egged me, I think too. But I have I have most points scored in that league, by the way. Not after this week, I don't think, but, and still somehow like in dead last. So just you, you know, I think I have most points scored against me too. So it makes sense that you have those two guys go off, but yeah, yeah, Allen looks really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he the, hit those two bombs to Gabe Davis that one ninety eight yarder early in the game. I mean, man, the the Bill. I mean, he had one game with like twenty three points. Every other game, he's had thirty plus points this year, fantasy wise. Yeah, um, yeah, but just I just he's far and away the QB one right now by I think twenty five points over Lamar through five weeks. Yeah, he looks yeah, that that whole offense looks really really good. Um, and the last quarterback I wanted to bring up, Carson Wentz. So he's another guy kind of in that Geno Smith, Jared Goff type of quarterback this year. Uh, he's QB five on the season, uh, and that's due to three games he's had, including this week as a top five quarterback. Um, it's kind of hard to imagine with Carson Wentz. I mean, because even in the games where he puts up good numbers. He doesn't really look that good still. Uh, he makes a lot of mistakes, and you know, obviously the team isn't that good. But are you a um, believer, or you're you're not a believer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a believer in him at all. But I mean, maybe he's in that same consideration as Goff. If he's playing a bad defense, um, Washington's defense is bad too. It could be a high-scoring game, um, and you can get fantasy numbers out of him, but. I, I don't know that I would ever feel comfortable starting him, even in those good matchups against the bad defense. 
yeah, I mean, I'm not sold on Carson Wentz being good by any means. I mean, even for fantasy, I think this is probably short-lived. But like you said, I think those mistakes eventually catch up. But who knows? Yeah, and crazy in general. So if Washington gets losing, I mean, maybe they bench him for Sam Howell later in the year too. So to see what they have there, but. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of funny after five weeks to see Geno Smith, Carson Wentz, and Jared Goff in the top 10 quarterbacks uh, year to date so far. Yeah, it's a wasteland out there in a lot of these positions. Uh, and it's just, there's also guys stepping up, I think, that you didn't think would be there. So, absolutely. All right, uh, let's move on to running back then. Um, so, we did mention the Damian Harris injury earlier and Vermondre Stevenson definitely going to uh, benefit from that hugely if Damian Harris were to miss any time. Um, he Stevenson did play every snap after Harris got hurt yesterday in the first quarter and ended up with 25 carries for 161 yards. Also caught two balls for 14 yards on two targets as well. Uh, do, you, do you consider Ramondre Stevenson an RB1 on a weekly basis if Damian Harris is Damian Harris isn't there? Yeah. Low on running back one, high on running back two. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I think there's, it's so tough with the run, these running backs week to week, especially with the guys going down 100. I think, yeah, I think I would definitely, unless you have like three top five running backs, yeah, I think you'd be in the conversation to start for you every week. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, sure, late round, late, late round running or running back one, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I feel like 10, 10 to 15 range is probably, <clears throat> where he would be or if Damian Harris is to miss time. So we, we don't know yet, but, you know, best guess is he misses some time at least. So, you know, definitely uh, a big upgrade for him. Um, Derek Henry continued his trend of getting some receiving work this week, his third week in a row where he got at least five uh, PPR points from the receiving game alone, which was never really there for him in the past. So, um, that that's helped him a lot. He's uh, RB five year to date. He was RB four this week. Um, the receiving game nobody really saw coming for him, so that's kind of helped boost it or keep his value, I'd say, because he did start off pretty slow um, in the running game this season. The first couple games, it's kind of going the last two, but really the receiving game has been a difference there for him to kind of keep him up in the top five running backs so far. Do you think you can keep that up with the receiving game? I feel like Tennessee doesn't really have many people to throw to. I think I was going to say, I think that's <clears> like <throat> because they don't have any receivers. After getting rid of A.J. Brown and Traylon Burks having that injury, mm -hmm. uh, Robert Woods, I guess he's starting to come on now. But, yeah, I think they don't have anybody else to throw the ball to. So, yeah, yeah. keep getting a couple catches a game. Yeah, they've, they've been doing like a lot of like screens and short passes like that to him that he busted out a couple of and – yeah, I mean, Nick Westbrook-Akine as your second passing option isn't really going to get it done. Yeah, and I don't I don't really think he's that bad at catching the football either. I don't think, think these, I, this idea that he can't catch the football is maybe a little bit overblown. So Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's definitely capable. It's just for whatever reason, they've never chose to do so with him. Mm -hmm. uh, similarly, another running back in that boat, Nick Chubb, uh, he had another huge week for himself. Uh, he was RB5 this week, 
over 130 yards and two touchdowns rushing. He's RB1 uh, by a decent amount year to date. And yeah. uh, he's RB2 the last three weeks, um, all of those which were over 100 yard games. Uh, he actually has over 100 yards in four or five games this year. Uh, the one he did not get 100 yards, he had 87. So um, that's five, I mean, really good weeks in a row for him. Uh, he's on a pace for over 2,000 rushing yards and 24 touchdowns this year. <clears throat> Granted, it's only five weeks in, so it's likely going to be less than that. But um, yeah. I mean, He's the best pure running back in football. Right. Absolutely. I mean, he, he always has been in my, I mean, at least the last couple of years, I think the issue with, especially with us being Browns fans is they don't always use him the way you want them to use him, or they don't use him in the situations where you want them to use him and they, they drift away from him. And I think if they actually used him as, and I think he's, and he's another running back who's capable of catching passes and, and you know, whenever the ball's in his hands, he's does really well. So yeah, I think if he was used, maybe the way we'd like him to be used, or yeah, I think it wouldn't even be a question. I think yeah, Nick Chubb is crazy good. Yeah, absolutely, and he, he's just on a one of those runs right now where you know he's going to put up a good game, and and he has been. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people discounted him fantasy wise because of how he's used, but so far, I mean, he's RB one, so it's working yeah. out. Yeah, and but he, I think he's RB one. They could use <clears throat> how to use him better than they are. You know, they could put the ball in his hands more, and I don't think that'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another running back with a big week this week, Austin Eckler, who actually had the top running back game of the year in fantasy so far with uh, just 38.9 points, 173 yards rushing and a touchdown, and then another four for 26 and a touchdown through the air. Um, I mean, we, as Browns fans, did not like seeing that this week, but that was a huge game from him. Uh, after his slow start to the year, he's actually up to RB2 on the season now, just behind Chubb. Um, what do you think of that Eckler game yesterday? I mean, I didn't like it as a Browns fan, but I mean, he looked good. <clears throat> I mean, was that like the first first play of the game? Was that our first possession where he ran almost ran for a touchdown yeah that, that was the second I mean, drive of the game for the, the chargers i think that was i think the long was that the longest run of his career or something or yeah i think what was it 71 yards or i want to say yeah. it was yeah i mean yeah, he looks he looks really good he looks i was nervous the first couple weeks he's come along very i mean mm-hmm. he's gonna start playing like this i mean you're gonna get austin eckler of last year maybe yeah it's a couple touchdowns but he looks so good like who cares yeah, they still haven't been using him at the goal line. Josh Kelly got the goal line work, but I mean, yeah. if Eckler breaks off big plays like he did, um, he'll still put up these big games like that. Um, I think at one point in the game yesterday, he had four carries for over 100 yards. So that's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know if any of that's necessarily sustainable. You're not going to get right. 25 yards <clears throat> of carry. But I mean, if, they're, if he's getting 20 touches a game like that, I mean, I'd expect you know, 25 points out of him. In a yeah, I mean, game. yeah, definitely. You, you hope to get at least that if he's getting that many touches. Um, so, but yeah. he might be a little reliant on the big play for, on the big plays for the touchdowns at least, but he's, uh, yeah. I think it's there. I think you're starting him with the expectations. He's a top five running back for sure. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. He, he's Absolutely. definitely top five, you know, and on a weekly basis. Uh-huh. When, if he's healthy, he's top five running back based on his usage and his potential. All right. Uh, 
couple other, a couple running backs have their first uh, good game of the year, and Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook this week. Uh, they both had about 26 points each in our league. Um, what do you think on both of those guys finally getting a good game under their belts? Uh, I mean, it's it's good to see, I'm sure, especially for their owners. I don't know that I'm sold on – I mean, these guys are are really – you know, great running backs. I mean, I think everybody knows their names by this point. Like they've made a name for themselves, but they are getting older. And the, to be quite honest, there's a lot of other running backs I'd rather have and probably start each week. But mm-hmm. I can totally understand why you'd be starting these guys. Um, it's good to see the, you know, kind of like their first big games of the year. And I mean, I'm sure the expectations are they'll continue to perform. Yeah, I mean, they've they're both 27 years old, but you know, for dynasty running back, that's kind of on the edge where you got to start to worry about the fall off. Um, but no, it was, you know, good to see they finally did something um, productive. Kamara looked, you know, the best he has all year. Cook was still splitting some time with Madison pretty heavily. Uh, it was kind of like a 60-40 split with him and Madison, but he found the end zone twice, so that led to a big game for him. Uh, I feel like if you're, you have these guys, like this is the perfect game, maybe to try to sell high. Especially yeah. if you're not in win now mode, because um, you know I don't know what the odds are of them having another big week like this next week to you know string together a couple in a row, but might start to look for that if you're looking to rebuild and have one of these guys. I think yeah, I think you, I think the expectations are they can they kind of put weeks up like this still, but <clears throat> there's just so many other running backs mm-hmm. in the league right now that i don't know i i i know that they especially in like redraft leagues i know they were drafted to be top 10 guys top yeah 10 these guys. are first round picks this year sure, but i just don't i don't yeah i'm glad they had good games i wouldn't feel confident in starting them yeah i mean i i'm i'm still concerned that it took them five weeks to have a good game so yeah. um yeah that, that would lead me to want to sell but you know maybe maybe they get on a hot streak who knows yeah mm-hmm. Uh, then one last running back to touch on, Raheem Mostert, who had a huge game. He's become the yeah. clear lead back in Miami. Uh, he had 18 for 113, a touchdown yesterday, and their loss to the Jets. But uh, it was great to see that usage from him. I think the number of snaps he played, I forget the number offhand, but that was the most he's ever played in his career in a game. Um, and through five weeks, he's stayed healthy so far. So... You know, I, I don't see anything changing with that backfield split too much um, moving forward if he's healthy. But then again, with Raheem Mostert, that's the big question throughout his whole career. Can he stay healthy? Uh, and you know, I feel like at some point injury might is, go, is likely to hit him based on the history. But what do you think on Mostert? I, I don't think talent's ever been the issue. Like you said, it's always been health. Uh, I know we've talked about this before the season started and, and, you know, yourself and other league mates are very high on uh, Chase Edmonds and rightfully so, but, you know, I think Raheem Mostert's the best running back over there. You know, the issue is how many games are you going to get out of him? You know, I think that makes sense that he's worked his way into that, that timeshare and, and has the kind of lead back duties at this point. Uh, I know I have him in dynasty, uh, I would, but depending on his matchup and whatnot, I might be tempted to start him. Um, he he looks good, uh, and I think with, I think it's kind of the way things have played out over there. It's like a perfect storm with the you know the quarterback injuries and 
um, you know, maybe it's lining up for him to have a big workload too. If he's take, if he's that, that bona fide running back one over there for them. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, he, he can definitely be an underrated, you know, asset as long as he's healthy, because I feel at his age and his history, he's never going to be too valued, especially in the dynasty league. So. No, but I think the other thing is like, he's, he's old, but it's not like he has a ton of tread on his tire. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he definitely doesn't have a lot of tread. Yeah. Running, you know, taking three, 400 carries, like, you know, every year out there. Like, yeah, not really taking that many care. I would be interested in how many career carries he even has, you know, in his eight or nine year career. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. Um, it's not, it's not a lot of tread, but it's a lot of injury instead and that he has under the tires, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how long he keeps this up and hopefully, you know, he stays healthy and we can see what a full season of Moster would look like. Uh, he has 341 career carries in his career. Yeah. See, he's, he's, he's a spring chicken basically. He's ready to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think injuries can be fluky, but it does seem like he's, at times made of glass so let's and let's see if he gets to the rest of the year i'd love to see what his what his stat line looks like yeah absolutely all right uh let's get into receivers uh so first let's talk about deontay johnson um what, what are your thoughts on him with pickett so far as the quarterback i'm really not a big fan of any of those wide receivers other than george pickens over there right now um I think, yeah, 13 targets this week. Great, great to see it. Love to see it. Uh, you know, he's produced in the past. Uh, I think that I think that George Pickens is the alpha dog wide receiver over there. And, uh, you know, I think maybe, maybe, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't feel good about starting him, I guess. I don't know that the, the quarterbacks over there right now have the skill set to necessarily take advantage of his skill set, you know, but um yeah good player uh sucks what do you have five five for 60 yards on 13 targets i mean yeah i mean obviously the efficiency isn't there but i mean with the rookie quarterback i feel like you know they're everybody in their receiving crew is probably going to fluctuate on a weekly basis um, i expect the tight end to do better with the rookie quarterback. yeah well i mean friday used to get hurt but with the concussion yeah. so we don't really they didn't really get a full game of Firemuth with Pickett yet. So, how old is Deontay Johnson? He's still pretty young, right? 27 or 20. 20 I want to say 26, maybe. Um, but yeah, he's not that he's just turned 26 over the summer, so he's still pretty young. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I mean, I'd just love to see how many of those targets were like catchable targets. Yeah, I'm assuming a few of those probably were not even catchable. Um, when you get that many and only catch five. But, you know, I, I think his production is probably going to fluctuate, but I feel like, you know, you might be discounting him more than I feel like you should. But I'd but. like to have him on my dynasty team, but if I was competing, I would not feel great about ever starting him this year. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's, um, that's where I, that's my thoughts on him. Yeah, that, that's fair, at least for the time being. And unless, you know, we can see some consistency out of it. Yeah, unless you know, something happens with Pickett, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allen Robinson is the next Garbage. guy to talk about. Yeah, I mean, he, I feel like he's just dust at this point. He, I feel like if you have him in a redraft league, you can definitely 
drop Flynn safely and not have to worry about that. Um, and I feel like he's just a roster clogger if you have him in Dynasty at this point. I mean, Ben Skoranek is playing more than him. He's looked better than him. Van Jefferson's coming back in a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. If, you, if you can sell Allen Robinson for anything of value, I would definitely do it at this can point. Can you believe that I sold him before the season? It was probably a couple weeks before the season started. That's right. For, what did you, what did yeah, you trade him for? I sold him straight up for Leonard Fournette. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unthinkable right now. That owner <laughs> has got to be kicking himself. Yeah. Uh, not, not Matt Rosito. Was that him? That it was not Matt. the best trades. Yes. Uh, so I kind of, I almost feel kind of icky about it right now. I almost feel bad for him, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, there was a lot of hype on mm-hmm. Alan Robinson and even, even I, you know, I liked Alan Robinson and I was like, well, maybe I'm selling too low on him and look, wow. Dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Uh, definitely. You, you no longer have the wide receiver 78 on the year. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, Gabe Davis, uh, on the other hand, he boomed this week. Wide receiver one on the week with only three catches as he went three for 171 and two touchdowns. Uh, he caught two long touchdown bombs from Josh Allen, and that obviously was his week there. Um, I went up against Gabe Davis and the next guy, Justin Jefferson, who was wide receiver two on the week. Um, and somehow I'm still having a chance in that league. But uh, Jefferson also had a big week with 10 catches, or I'm sorry, 12 catches for 154 yards on 13 targets. Um, and that's his third game with nine plus catches on 145 plus yards this year. Uh, the other two games are kind of outliers as bad games for Jefferson. But uh, I mean, a monster game from him and obviously Gabe Davis as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm liking Gabe Davis more and more. Uh, you know, I think realistically you want to see more catches than that. Uh, I don't think he's been doing yeah. for 121 and two every game. Uh, Justin Jefferson, love him. I still still really, truly think he's probably the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, I know there's plenty of arguments for others, but uh, the, the, like you said, besides those two, those two outliers, which even, I don't uh, I think it was still something like 10 to 15. 10 to 12 PPR points. One of them was like three catches for 14 yards. The other one was like 12 points or something. Okay. Uh, I, the man just puts up numbers. Like he just puts, and he's not, you know, putting it up through a lot of catches, although he does have do that as well. He puts it up through yards. I mean, yeah, he's just, he's just, I said, what I say before I said, Nick Chubb was the best pure runner. I mean, dude, Je- Justin Jefferson, when he plays the game, looks like the best pure wide receiver to me. I mean, he's just the way he plays the position and he moves and he, he does it all. I really like him. I would love to have him on my team. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. He's the number one guy to have, I think, in Dynasty. Um, he, yeah. He leads the league in 500 with 547 receiving yards through five weeks. Um, yeah, he's just capable of monster games like this on any given week, and it doesn't really matter who they're playing. He's, he doesn't make it look hard. Yeah, he's always going to be capable of this. Yeah, I, I mean, so it, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase right now? I mean, you know, I would take Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, sneak preview to our mock draft for 2020 to 2022 rookies last year. Uh, I think Jefferson will be the first pick in that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there was a lot of, you know, there's an argument for, you know, Jamar Chase or mm-hmm. I mean, maybe even still Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup, but I'm telling Justin Jefferson is who I like want all day. Every day. So yeah, that's agreed. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marquise Brown, who has been consistent lately, uh, he's wide receiver two over the last three weeks. Uh, when wide receiver nine on the season, he had eight for 78 with a touchdown and t- on 10 targets yesterday. Um, he, he's been very uh, consistent lately. He's gotten 10 targets in four straight games. Any thoughts on Hollywood Brown? I like him a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I don't, maybe he's not underrated anymore. I think he might've been a bit tad underrated for the first couple of weeks, but I think he's coming into his own and he's doing what you expect him to do with the quarterback that he played with in college. And he looks the talent's always been there, you know, he's obviously playing in Baltimore with a quarterback that liked to run first a lot of the times, or if he did throw, he's throwing to Mark Andrews, you know, Mark Andrews, the wide receiver one over there. Right. So yeah, I think he's, I like him a lot. I wish I could have gotten a piece of him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know yeah, I like him a lot. I would yeah. I'll, I'll, I will say I'll be interested to see how he's affected by DeAndre Hopkins coming back in two weeks. Um, at least target-wise. Are you concerned about that? I don't know that I'm super concerned about that. I'm not too terribly concerned, but I, I feel like he's not going to put up four straight games with 10-plus targets with Hopkins sure. in the picture. Um, sure. But he's, he should still be able to produce. He's getting eight to, eight to 10 a game. He, I don't know that his, yeah. his stat line's changing too much from where it was. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's, and he who should knows? still be borderline wide receiver one. People are expecting DeAndre Hopkins to come back and, and – you know, instantly start doing what he was doing before. I don't know, maybe, but mm-hmm. that wouldn't concern me. If somebody's concerned about that, I'll, I'll buy low all day. Yeah. Uh, on that. So. All right. Uh, last at the receiver position, Amari Cooper with a big week again. Uh, good. With another 20 point week. I know you just traded for him, but you did get a good week out of Jeff Wilson too. We got um, a better week out of Jeff Wilson. Yeah. But yes. uh, yeah. I mean, if he keeps. Putting this, the I mean, if he keeps this up, I'm like real dumb because I gave up a top ten wide receiver, I guess, when I was competitive. But yeah, he's wide receiver ten on the season. But you know, I feel I like that's higher than most people. That, I'd be surprised if that stays like that. I mean, is yeah. he a wide receiver two at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's top, he's, he's safely a top twenty receiver. Is I'd he say. Stay, stay a wide receiver ten. I don't know. Yeah, likely not. But yeah, he. I mean, the Browns don't have much behind him to throw to. Other, it's him and Njoku. Yeah. Yeah, and Brissett's looked better throwing it than I think anybody thought he was going to. So maybe yeah, that that's been yeah. Maybe that keeps up like that. All right, then just a couple tight ends wanted to talk about today. Taysom Hill, currently tight end five on the season, and he's only played in four games. He missed a game, I think, week three. Uh, He scored a touchdown in three out of four games, uh, averaging over ten yards a carry on the year. Obviously, he's not a traditional tight end the way he's used. Um, but do you see him as a tight end one moving forward, especially if some of the playmakers on New Orleans are out? Um, with right now, their top three receivers are all hurt, and James Winston as well. Oh, bro, fail. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Do you think he's a tight end one moving forward? 
tight end one and maybe in this landscape he is yeah I, I don't know what to make of Taysom Hill to be quite honest with you I mean yeah you, you can get a 20 or 30 point game you also get a goose egg I guess too but uh yeah I think he's probably is borderline tight end one with the way that I mean after Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews I don't know that everybody else is 40 points behind so I mean at this point maybe probably yeah I mean I mean, how many tight ends can you really count on on a weekly basis? So I think, you know, based on that, he's definitely in the conversation. I mean, especially if these playmakers are from New Orleans, they're going to use him more in those special packages they put him in at. I mean, he had four touchdowns yesterday, three rushing and one uh, passing. I mean, he's obviously not going to do that every week, but, you know, any week that he does get you a touchdown, he's going to be on the tight end one radar. Yeah, I think you. I think he has to be a tight end one. I don't. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, again, it, feel, it feels gross, but it might get the job do done. Do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then the other tight end, David Njoku, uh, he's been he's been consistent the last three weeks, uh, three straight games as top fourteen tight end, and he's got the fourth most targets amongst tight ends the last three weeks, um, as he was t- the tight end three over that stretch. Uh, he had six for 88 yesterday, caught all six of his targets. Um, you know, I feel like they are starting to, the Browns are starting to use Njoku more uh, consistently. And I feel like he's up there as a top 10 tight end. Uh, on a weekly basis. Five years to figure out how to use him. Yeah, uh, I think it's his sixth year in the league. Yeah. Actually. yeah. So, you know, six years is the charm. Yeah. I mean, he's out there playing most of the snaps. Um, he's getting consistent looks lately. So I think that'll keep up. Um, especially later in the year, the Browns get Watson back. Um, that should definitely help Njoku. Did did Joe draft well. David Njoku? I think he did. No, no, no. I think did he I got him from Ozzy and Kevin back in our, sure? in our league at I some point. Yeah, I traded it to him. Yeah, uh, it, that, was like long, that was a while ago when he was drafted. So I don't, I don't know, but it's been so long. But yeah, uh, yeah the he, looks good. he looks great. I mean, yeah. he's doing what he always knew to do. Coaches apparently just finally got on the same page. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into your rookie corner, Ryan. I know you have some rookies. All right, this is when you play like a, some cool soundbite or something, right? Like, I guess yeah, like yeah. I think that's that's the cards for the future. Some sort of sound okay. for the segment, but um, until then, yeah. So I'm just gonna just touch upon. Uh, I think major rookie performances each week or some of the maybe not major because there's not there might not be a major rookie performance every week but some of the some of the highlights some of the bigger performances or even some of the duds uh, some of the underperformers here so uh, you know to start I'm just going to mention a couple rookies here that uh, looked really good this this past week and 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 in other weeks and in other cases but Brees Hall, uh, 18 for 97 yards rushing and a touchdown. And then he also had two catches for 100 yards. Um, and those what both went for touchdowns? No, on both of his targets there. Yeah. Okay, on his two targets. That's right. Okay, so he was tackled at the one-yard line on both receptions. I'm sorry. That's what – Yeah. So it could have been a bigger game, I guess, there for him. But, uh, you know, he looks he looks good. He looks really good. He looks exactly what you'd expect from the number one overall rookie pick. Um, he's, yeah, I would love to have him, and you're never going to get him. So, 
Uh, yeah, Mike I mean, Carter looks like he's gotten less and less work each week. I don't think he's really doing much over there. So, yeah, Brees Hall looks amazing. Yeah, his snap share has gone up every week, and Carter's has been going down. Um, I mean, Brees Hall's been top 20 each of the last four weeks. Carter did have a decent fantasy game yesterday based on vulturing both of those one-yard touchdowns oh, yeah. where Brees Hall was tackled, but I wouldn't um, count on that every week. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely moving in opposite directions and pretty quickly at that. Yeah, so um, sticking with the running backs there, then uh, Damian Pierce, also another guy who I wish I could go back and get. Uh, and he looks really, really good. Get him on my team because he looks really very capable. Um, he had 26 for 99 and one on his rushing. He also had a couple catches there, three catches for 14 yards. Running back for the last three weeks that you, I see the, I see your note there. Uh, he looked, he's looked, uh, I, I, to be quite honest with you, he's looked better than I thought he was going to look. Uh, I thought he was maybe being overdrafted just because of where he went and the opportunity, but he's, he's run away with that opportunity. And, and I think Rex Burkhead's maybe gets a couple touches every single game, but mm-hmm. Damian Pierce is the running back one over there. And if you drafted him in any league, you are using him and you're getting production out of him and you are very happy. I'm sure. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of people overreacted after week one when Rex got most of the work, but it's been the complete opposite since then. And he, he looks good. He's playing physical. He had, he had that one run yesterday where he, you know, broke through a few tackles. Um, yeah. He looks really good. Um, the other guy I want to talk about my boy, Alec Pierce. Eight for 81 yards, eight, eight catches, 81 yards on nine targets, no less. Um, he's He has improved every week uh, for the last three weeks. I guess every week since he's been in, it, it, since week one, he's improved. But uh, eight for 81, uh, you know, you're still waiting on those touchdowns to come. And I think they will. Um, I think he is benefiting a little bit from teams zeroing in on Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman not obviously benefiting this week from that, you know. Um, I think Ryan, Matt Ryan can support two, two wide receivers. He's shown it with, with Roddy White and Julio Jones and, and um, uh, why am I blanking on the other wide receiver? Calvin Ridley. I mean, he's shown that he can support multiple wide receivers over there. Um, you know, he's a bit older now, but Alec Pierce just looks good. And Alec, he's throwing Alec Pierce, you know, on third and eight, third and nine. He's getting the first, he's throwing them, he's getting first down markers when he's throwing Alec Pierce I mean it, it something looks maybe like it clicked this week for him but uh yeah I think what do you have four for 80 last week and then the week before he had like three for 50 mm-hmm. so I mean he's improved every single week um some of the trades I will say that I've been fielding have been going after my rookies um and not Alec Pierce specifically but I feel good about dealing those rookies because I feel like some of my later round rookie picks are looking like they might potentially be at least startable options, right? Like it's not like you're going to drop them in a year. Like they might, the, Alec Pierce should be maybe a wide receiver three next year if he keeps playing like this. So uh, I'm really excited for Alec Pierce. I think he looks really good. Um, a couple guys in our league have had negative comments about Alec Pierce. Um, Patrick being one of them, Nick being the other one. And, uh, you know, I think uh, they're really, uh, what is it? Eating crow, eating crow right now. So um yeah, I think he's looked really good. But yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, he's looked good the last three weeks. Um, he's done exactly what you'd want to see improvement each game, and you know, you you hope to see some consistency moving forward. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. You know, three games is a small sample yeah. size. But if he wasn't doing anything right now, you'd have every reason to worry. So, rather see that. Uh, then the next guy, next guy is going to be another wide receiver who, again, love, love, love George Pickens. He's continued to look really good. Uh, six catches, eighty-three yards, um, eight targets. Six catches on eight targets, back-to-back games. They're like your notes there. That's really, really good. Uh, and he's he's just uh, you know he's playing out of his mind. He had that was that last week he had that catch, and now you no, know, that was that was two weeks ago week against the Browns. Yeah, that, I think that he only had like two catches that game. Time flies when you're watching George Pickens play football. I can't even. I can't even, I don't even know what week, what I'm talking about week to week, but he looks really good. He looks like an alpha. He looks like the alpha dog over there, to be quite honest with you. He's an alpha wide receiver. Some of the reason I don't like Deontay Johnson as much is because I think you're going to see a change in the guard a lot sooner than maybe really anybody thought. And uh, I don't really have anything negative to say about George Pickens, other than maybe you you get concerned that a rookie quarterback isn't going to be able to take mm-hmm. advantage of him the way you'd want him to, but if you're playing dynasty, who cares? Cause you've got a bona fide wide receiver one for years to come. So that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely has some a good chemistry with Pickett at least. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I feel like Deontay will still, you know, have his games over Pickens, but you know, that could be a one, a one B situation by the end of the year. Uh, in a dynasty league, do you, somebody offers you, George Pickens for Deontay Johnson straight up. Do you do it? Ooh, I don't know if I'm there yet, but I think I do it. Close. It's close. I think I do it. I think I do. Maybe, maybe you try to be a little greedy with the Deontay's and say, hey, give me something. I got the proven player, but I don't know. I think, uh, I think I do that. Yeah. I think it's a lot closer. It, it's, it's definitely close. I, I lean Deontay right now, but five weeks ago. I think two weeks from now, you're saying, no, give me, give me all day. George Pickens. But, I mean, yeah, yeah may, if, if he keeps us up, maybe. But and, um, yeah, next it, guy there, unless you want to say, unless you have anything no, else. That, go on. Kenneth Walker, uh, penny injury. Uh, never, never loved to root for injury or see injury, but it opened up, you know, <laughs> some work for Kenneth Walker, who had eight uh, rushes there for 81 yards and a touchdown. Um, he looked good. I mean, I didn't see a lot of him. I had to go back and watch some of the plays on Twitter and YouTube. And, you know, he looks, he looks good. And I think that's what you want to see from him too. Cause um, you know, I think a lot of people were questioning his talent at times throughout the yeah. draft process and the fantasy draft. So uh, that's what you want to see from him. He looks good. Yeah. I'll be interested to see where he goes in our mock draft next week. Yeah. Um, and then Brian Robinson, um, He's back from that that gunshot wound or that gunshot wound. The he got shot what twice in the abdomen, uh, in the knee or leg the area, torn leg. So, either way, he made a healthy recovery. Impressive that it it was only it's like four or five weeks ago at this point. So good for him. Um, I don't know that he had any. I I, I think it was relatively modest work that he got. Um, yeah. I think his yards per carry probably still looked okay. Um, and it's good to see him out there. I. Don't think I'd want any part of this backfield yet until you see how it plays out. But um, I like Brian Robinson, and I think he's potentially going to end up being the best back over there. So we'll see. Yeah, I think he'll eventually, you know, work up to being the starter over the next few weeks and get the bulk of the workload. Um, I mean, Gibson's share is steadily declining on a weekly basis. 
Um, you know, I think Brian Robinson is going to be the main guy there. He earned the starting job before they announced him as the starting running back for the season the day before he got shot. Um, so I, I think he's going to have every opportunity to work back up to be that. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, that would be the running back I'd want to own over there. Yeah. I don't know if sure. I'd want to start any of them right now. But, yeah. You uh, can't start anybody until you yeah. play out, but. Um, yeah. So then those, those are kind of the, the big names this week that I felt uh, were worth talking about uh, some underperformers. And I, I will say this before I go into the underperformers, uh, this class as a whole at the skill possession, skill positions for fantasy has looked pretty good uh, with the top two rounds. Um, so we found uh, I found some underperformers. Maybe there would be a few more, but uh, I think the big ones uh, for me would be Christian Watson and Sky Moore, um, two guys that were drafted uh, pretty high. And they're both the uh, high second round picks in the NFL draft. And then uh, you know Sky Moore went one point oh four in our, which would might have been a little too high, maybe. But yeah, I would expect him to. He would have. I would have taken him at one point oh eight if he was there. So you know he's still a first round pick uh christian watson i think went early uh second round pick maybe? yeah and our dynasty or maybe yeah. no maybe he went 111 I think so he went he's still the first round pick as well in our draft yeah um and i'll be quite honest like i paid a lot of attention to the green bay games um um just because of of another rookie phenom of romeo dubs uh but Christian Watson just isn't really, he doesn't seem to be running a whole lot of routes. He doesn't seem to be getting a whole lot of targets, obviously. And um, I'll be interested to see how this plays out. I'm not, it's, it's just been kind of a abysmal five weeks, starting five weeks for the two guys. Watson, I think could recover still. Um, I don't think Randall Cobb is going to be putting up, you know, 18 fantasy points forever or whatever he did this week. Eventually, yeah. I think Watson needs to get be given an opportunity. Sky Moore, same kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know what that's are, but yeah, no, I agree. Neither of them have had many opportunities yet, and I mean that's likely based on, you know, not practicing as well as they maybe should be. Um, we exp- I think at least for Sky Moore, we expected more like where he where, where he can potentially compete to be the top wide receiver there at some point this year, but that doesn't look very likely at this point. I don't think that's happening this year. Yeah. I mean, both teams don't really have a strong receiver core and these guys are barely cracking the rotation so far. So um, a lot of work in front of them to get to the point where people thought they would be. Yeah. Um, I think there was, they're both small school guys, right? Yes. So I think there was some concern with that. Maybe that's kind of Mm -hmm. starting to show a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they should both be, I'm not ready to write them off and maybe now's the time to, to buy, to look to buy if an owner's low on them and you can get them for the right price, but not a great start. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll let you take the top five rookies for week yeah. five, if you want to go with that. Yeah, we'll get into, so for that, uh, top five rookies this week, Brees Hall for the, was the top rookie. This is fourth timing in the top five. Uh, Damian Pierce, his third time in the top five this year. Uh, the rookie number three and rookie four, Khalil Shakir and Alec Pierce. It's both of their first times being in the top five rookies this year. And Chris Olave is top five for the fourth time. 
we talked about most of these guys, but Khalil Shakir had a, a nice little game, three for 75 and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, but I think most of that was due to the injuries. Buffalo had a receiver. Uh, they had no Crowder, who's on IR, no Isaiah McKenzie, and Jay Kumaro. All three of them were out, which allowed Khalil Shakir to play a lot more. Uh, but he did capitalize with a good game there. Always nice to see him take advantage. I mean, it's mm-hmm. better. Yeah. I mean, does it mean a whole lot right now? Maybe not, but it's going to lead to more yeah. playing time. So maybe yeah, he can use that. He's shown he's capable to a degree. So, um, um, you know, he, he was he's a, he was a late round rookie. I, I kind of like this year in the draft. Um, so good to see something out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, those, the, all three of those guys, Lave, Pierce, and Hall, I'd expect to see there at this point. Mm-hmm. More often than not, Pierce uh, and Shakir. Shakir, I'd be surprised if he's there again. Oh, yeah. I mean, he might have one other game where he's, you know, top five rookie, but. Pierce, uh, you never know. Maybe he works his way in there. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll see different guys from week to week, but a couple yeah. of games make sense. Yeah, top, so top five year to date is basically who we expected. You know, Hall, Damian Pierce, Olave. And then Garrett Wilson and Drake London. Um, so it's starting to really separate a little bit with the top guys for the rookie. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if Drake London doesn't get it going here, or, you know, the next week or two, I mean, you could see that change. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, Atlanta did the same thing again yesterday. They went like two straight drives when they were yeah. losing and didn't pass the ball once. Yeah. But that's. <laughs> That's gonna that's gonna hamper his fantasy value this year, that's for sure. But yeah. All right. Um, some backfield shares to quickly go over from yesterday. Um, so Tampa Bay, uh, Rashad White was involved again, uh, similarly to week four. Uh, he played 39% of the snaps compared to 62 for Fournette. Um, and that was very similar to what it was last week. Um, Fournette obviously still had the big game. I think he was the uh, number three running back on the week. Um, but that could be concerning moving forward, especially if Tampa's playing better teams where they uh, maybe can't run the ball as much. Um, that could definitely affect Fournette. And, you know, at some point this year, I wouldn't be too surprised if this turned into uh, a Zeke Pollard situation um, with the splits and how they're used and whatnot. Okay, can I comment on that? Yeah. That's what made that's why I've been nervous to trade for Leonard Fournette in our dynasty league because I do feel like potentially I'm buying Leonard Fournette kind of his not peak value, maybe, but like peak value this season for sure. And uh, you know, I have noticed those trends, and you, you have been seeing more and more of White on the field and he playing well. And so is he gonna be the top five back you drafted him to be in, in redraft, or is he gonna be the expected top five back this year in dynasty. I, I don't know that that has made me a little nervous to buy Lenny. So, yeah, I mean, understandably, I mean, I know you have Rashad white too, but I don't know if that benefits you much unless there's an injury, unless there's, there's an injury. injury. And that. You don't want to, you don't want to necessarily root for an injury to one of your guys, but right. Yeah. The, the white thing makes it maybe a little bit easier, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want a Tony Pollard seek situation at all. Right. I mean, that, that kills, you know, upside for either guy so uh we'll have to see how that that is moving forward so i'm sure i may end up making some kind of deal this week so we'll see yep um for the rams so daryl henderson has been continuing continuing to out snap acres uh was 37 to 20 this week uh but the rams decided to give zero carries to henderson and 13 to acres 
Um, Acres doesn't look good still though. And I, I, frankly, I don't understand why the Rams keep feeding Acres these carries that he does nothing with. Um, I mean, Henderson hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible. Uh, I feel like they should probably give him more opportunities, but I, I don't know. The Rams don't look good. I think they need to change something up. Yeah. I mean, I think Akers looks terrible. I don't think he looks good at all. Mm-hmm. And I think they're in a situation where, you know, they purchased a piece of garbage and then now they need to continue to try and make it sound like he's not like they didn't purchase a piece of garbage. So they're going to use him until he does something. And then, you know, tell themselves, give themselves a pat on the back and say, look at, we drafted, you know, a stud, but no, he doesn't look good. He's just not performing. I don't know why you wouldn't allow Henderson to play more or to get more carries or to do anything because Cam Akers looks bad. Yeah, I agree. I I wonder, they they talked up Kyron Williams, their rookie, who's currently on IR uh, a little bit in the preseason. And I think he's due back in a few weeks. So I'm wondering if he gets into the fold and maybe at the expense of Akers at that point too, once he's back, but. um, I, I can't, I can't believe that. I mean, if, uh, I mean, you said at the expense of Acres, not Henderson. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know why they're still playing him. I feel like they're playing him because it's like, you know, you told yourself something, you know, was good, and it's just not good, and you're just gonna keep doing it to make yourself feel better, and that's what these coaches are doing. But he's just, he doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we'll we'll see what happens once Kyron Williams is back later in the year. But yeah, Acres. Is definitely somebody to worry about. And I don't even know if you can trade him for that much right now in Dynasty. Would you trade for Cam Akers? Uh, no, I have. He was one of the guys I avoided in all formats, all leagues this year. I have zero shares um, of any Cam Akers. I don't know that I'd want to give anything for Akers unless I'm giving like a fourth round pick or. Yeah, unless I give up something of no value. But yeah, I, mean, I don't. Nobody really with Akers will do that. Yeah. Um, the last backfield I wanted to touch on was the Falcons. Uh, so Tyler Algier played the majority of the snaps, 59%. He had 13 of the 24 running back carries. Uh, so he was the primary guy at about 50%. Uh, Avery Williams and Caleb Huntley were also involved with about a quarter of the snaps each. Um, really, though, I don't think there's anybody you want here at this point with Patterson on IR. Um, Damian Williams is due back next week as well, who is on his last week of being on IR, I believe. Um, so, and he, Damian Williams did start and play more in the first quarter of the first game before he got hurt than Patterson. So I feel like he's going to get mixed back in heavily as well. So this is probably an avoid for everybody um, until Patterson's back and playing, because I think at that point he'll likely go back to his uh, majority role in that backfield. Yeah. I don't want anybody in that backfield. Yeah. A lot of people thought maybe Algier, you know, can give a shot. People kind of liked him in the rookie draft, but he looked okay, but he's not going to, you know, play enough where he's worth going after, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, that, that's really it. Um, one fun stat I wanted to share, Jacoby Myers, he did miss a couple games, week three and four. Uh, wide receiver eight uh, on a points-per-game basis, though, this year, which was surprising to me. I had a big game this week with Bailey Zappi, our quarterback, put up seven for 111 and a touchdown. Um, you know, I, I think he's clearly the top receiver on the Patriots. Uh, I, I don't know about wide receiver eight points per game holding up, but 
that was a little surprising to me. So just a fun stat there. I, I thought I'd share the end of the episode today. This has to be the most times I've ever heard somebody mention Jacoby Myers just talking to you over the last couple of weeks. I've never heard somebody mention Jacoby Myers so many times. Like, is this, this is like the next Josh Allen for you, isn't it? Like, we get it. We get it. Fun fact, 18 points, whatever. Like, okay. Yeah, Jacoby Myers, wonderful. (laughs) Oh, great. When have I mentioned it before this? Dude, every time I talk to you, it's something about Jacoby Myers. You want Jacoby Myers? Well, Myers, he's good. I I was trying to trade him a lot because I feel like he's a a safe PPR guy, you know, with limited upside. Yeah, he makes you feel safe. Like, it's what you look for in a and a player and you know i get yeah. it dude it's fine like yeah he's like a Allen, yeah Myers. he's expendable to my team because you know unless somebody's hurt or i have a lot of buys okay. i'm never gonna start him the recent and this is the most recent player that we've fallen for now apparently <laughs> uh, jacoby myers uh okay yeah interesting stat he's, i don't know why you want to trade him with that kind of stats you need to be starting him yeah uh okay. i have nobody i can start him over unfortunately i would love to start him all right. Well, yeah, I, uh, all right. I don't know. That's a uh, fun fact. Fun Probably fact. Guys. Yes. Fun fact. How long has he been in the league? Uh, third year, I think. Okay. Fourth That's year, maybe. Seems, seems so much longer. It's gotta be four, right? Maybe. I think it's four. Yeah. Seems um, so yeah. I think he was, was he undrafted? I think by the Patriots a few years ago. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he was undrafted free agent and, four years ago so that makes you love him even more he's an underdog yeah he's an he was a nice little free agent pickup for me two years ago in the league good for him good for good for you good for him <laughs> happy that we can end uh, on, a, on a nice note all right so yeah we won't be talking about uh jacoby myers anymore if it's up to ryan so i'd be surprised we're gonna hear his name mentioned next next week randomly or something like that uh yeah well you somebody will reach out in our league for and try to buy him from you i'm sure that, that was the goal there so yeah hopefully <laughs> just kidding all right um anything else for today ryan i got nothing uh yeah i'll come prepared next week to do whatever segment we're gonna do hopefully joe gets it together and, and gets it figured out and uh yeah i know joe. are we gonna are we planning on doing this every tuesday or are we gonna just continue to do mondays uh we'll work that out i know joe just started a new job and his hours vary so uh mondays or tuesdays will be the plan might might vary on a weekly basis moving forward, but plan for Tuesday night at the latest. Uh, yeah. Future episodes, I'd say. Joe's new job of a fluffer has odd hours, so I get it. Totally get it. You never know the hours somebody needs fluffed. Yeah, it's a noble job he's doing right now. So yeah, cool. Well then, uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'm I'm good. All right. Ready for next we, week? All right. We'll talk to y'all next week then. Thank you.